Hey everyone, how you doing? This is Amon Green, the Green Bay Packers all-time leading rusher, and you're listening to The Average Cheese, hosted by Dell and Todd, two lifelong Packer fans talking about their favorite team, the 13-time champion, Green Bay Packers. Go Pack Go! Welcome to episode 17 of the Average Cheese Podcast. I'm Dale Lobel. Todd Widener is back today. Good morning. Yeah, good morning. Exactly. <laughs> this is the Monday morning quarterback version of the Average Cheese. Unprecedented. Yeah, man, it's early. I'm yeah. sleepy. Got the coffee going. I slept for shit last night, as you can expect. <laughs> right, rightfully so. And then my poor son, hopefully he's not listening right now, or hears this. So I set my alarm for 6 o'clock, and I proceeded to hit snooze five times. So he had to listen to my alarm clock go off every nine minutes till 6.45 this morning. So, yeah. Sorry, buddy. He's kind of a, a late sleeper. So. so thanks to Dwight at DDG Customs, ddgcustoms.com. I'm looking forward to those Packer shoes. Should have those pretty soon. We'll uh, put them on the Twitter feed and uh, raffle them off for Leukemia Society. And thanks to Andy at thirdeyegraphics.net. You can find us at avgcheese on Twitter. You can email us, avgcheese at gmail.com. And I'm still a newbie to this Facebook thing, but I'm sure you can search avg space cheese and find us on Facebook. I am working on making that a thing and putting things up there. We joined a bunch of groups. I don't know if I told you that. There's something going on on Facebook. I don't know what it is, but go ahead. And... Maybe you can be the Facebook guy, <laughs> considering your past. Yeah, out, we, maybe we should outsource it. Yeah, maybe, maybe because I cannot. I just don't get Facebook. Look, I just don't understand it. Twitter is simple. I type words, I hit the blue button, and it sends things out to people. Right. Yeah. One of the things I made a mistake on in the Facebook page is I made my own personal page because I, I thought I had to pay for the business page and I'm too cheap for that. Right. So the average cheese is the secondary page. So oh. I may have to adjust that. But now the 28 people that follow us on Facebook, do they call it following on Facebook? I don't know. Friends? Yeah. We have 28 friends, friends on Facebook. We have like 376 on, uh, on the Twitters. Before we get going, thanks to Peter Jones. We're, we're having him on as, as much as we can. What a super dude. I really like that guy. Yeah, I look forward to meeting him finally. Absolutely. I am so glad you're back. So I did, obviously, if you listen to episode 16, I did episode 16 on my own, and it sucked. <laughs> it sucked because I... How many, like, how many listens does it have? Probably like three. No, I don't know. I think it has like 30 or something like that at this point. It's not bad. Well, I mean, it sucked. And like, you got to just keep talking. Like, there's right. no one to take yeah. the time. Like, I, I, right. I had to really plan that out. And good thing they had that we had that Peter interview because I think I got to like 35 minutes and I was exhausted. Yeah. Like, this is bullshit. Yeah. I am really going to light up the swear jar today. 
leukemia oh. and lymphomacity is going to make some money. Yeah, they are. Yeah. I mean, l- last week was just too much. I, I just couldn't find the time. Being be a average father and be a husband. That's how it should be. We're the average yeah. cheese. We're not going to skip a week because I'll throw something out there if I need to. It might suck ass like last time, <laughs> but at least it'll be out there. Everybody listen so we can have more listens so the Leukemia Society can make more money. Nothing else. Consistency. That's what we strive for. Let's be more than average today. I had a six-point buck right off our patio yesterday morning. But my yeah, son, is, he's in the living room. He's going, Dad, Dad. We have deer in our backyard all the time. And he's like, Dad, Dad, a deer. And I'm like, okay, yeah. We see these like almost every morning or every evening, right? Okay. He's like, no, no, it's like right here. I'm like, uh. I look. He's like, it's a buck, Dad. It's a buck. I'm like, no way. Because I haven't seen one out okay. here. And I go to look, and I'm like, holy shit. It's, it's a uh, six-point six buck right there. Like, less than 20 feet off our patio window just looking in at, at us we're just like standing there it was crazy trying to see what you're doing in there looking in yeah. the window too bad i didn't have my rifle on right throw some rocks at it next time Jeez. send the boy out there he's got a good arm for seven yeah you might be able to stun it with a rock but yeah first buck i've can... seen out here in virginia don't you live like in the city no where's no. where where is that no, we're out we're, we're out did you see that turtle that I sent you the thing on yeah, Twitter? Somewhere in Fairfax, Virginia, there's a turtle roaming around. Looks like it's a thousand years old. <laughs> it from probably prehistoric is. times. I'd eat your children. The thing was so big. All right, let's talk about this debacle. <sighs> Packers are now four and one. Tampa Bay thirty-eight. Green Bay ten. We try to come up I with know. every show. We try to come up with highlights. That was fucking hard to do. Come up with highlights <laughs> for this game. It was awful. Every sense of the word. I'm trying I'm searching for answers to try to figure out what the hell happened. But I I don't know. It from going, you know, scoring over thirty every game and to come out and just drop ten in the first quarter and then just everything came unhinged after that. Here it goes with the highlights. I put this on Twitter. The Rodgers celebration was, I think, the biggest highlight of the game. If you're not familiar with uh, Key and Peel, that's what it came from. So, like, people are like, what is he doing? He's just standing yeah. there. Like, yeah, I didn't know. I didn't I get it. it on Twitter. It's hilarious. You, you have to go watch, you know, type in Hingle McCringleberry. What the hell is it? It's a Key and Peel, you know, skit. Oh. It's about – you have to go watch it. I'm not going to tell you what it's. It's about football celebrations. That's what it's about. Uh, 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 uh. Okay. Yeah. Go watch so it was like it. a non-celebration of a celebration. I'm not going to say okay. you need to go uh, watch it because you'll right. laugh. It's it's funny. Huh. They are funny. It, it was it was perfect. Of course, he didn't score. On yeah, the and it play, wasn't a touchdown. <laughs> which almost makes it funnier. Which, by the way, I. Looking at the replay, I felt that the nose of the football was over as his like simultaneously as his knee was hitting the ground. I, they I felt really that, had to stop it, didn't they? To find I mean, they didn't have like conclusive. Maybe it wasn't the clearest, but I, I really felt I was like the ball is over. And of yeah. course, Aikman is just like piling on about you know everything negative about toward the Packers, but you know he says it. Him and Buck say that they don't you know root against the Packers, but that's bullshit. They absolutely they do. do. The first thing I did, the, funny, funny we're on this now, but the very first thing I did when I turned on the game because I knew it was the marquee game and it was going to be on, what was it, on Fox? Mm-hmm. The very first thing I did, 
is I went to the the seven hundreds on Directv for NFL Ticket, and I'm like, I'm gonna watch it on on Directv. It redirects you back to Fox. Oh shit! I'm like, Sorry. shit. So I have to listen to these clowns. Yeah. You know, if I was smarter, I'd have the radio broadcast on and listen to right. Larravee and McCarran. But yeah, you know, I'm gonna run out of quarters. I just realized that. <laughs> recycle, recycle. I'm gonna have to like dump them all. That's what, what I, I do. Oh wait, here I, I got a whole bucket full. If only I could look around like two feet in front of my face. Yeah, I'm gonna need more today. But that was that was the best highlight of the whole of the whole Packer game. Yeah, by yeah. far. And Anything it wasn't else? even a touchdown. But yeah, right. I really felt he was like almost when he ran ran that. I mean, it really looked like he was being really aggressive. Like mm-hmm. we're gonna take we're gonna take control of this game. Kind of like a statement. I, I really felt like they were on a roll. Like at that point, right? I mean, they really were. I also thought that, right, 10 nothing. they go up 10 nothing, And the non-touchdown then, you know, becoming a touchdown on the next play, like we're just going to put it in here and this yeah. is how things are going to yeah. go. Right. Yeah. I agree with that. And I thought, okay, if we've got, if we got to deal with a pass rush, but Rodgers can run out of the pocket like that, that will negate the pass rush. And it also then Tampa Bay wouldn't have been able to play man because then they're running with their backs to Rodgers if Rodgers is running downfield. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I thought that that was really going to open things up when Rodgers took off on that play. I mean, what was that, 12 yards or more? The other highlight yeah, for everything... me was Chris Barnes. He's a good player. Yeah, I think they found somebody there. It makes you wonder the status of Kirksey. I mean, being yeah. injured, where, where does he – does he come back and just – take that seat back or what's going to happen there? I think he will because they've signed him for so much money. They need to see if he can play the spot. But when I was talking to Peter and I totally agree, I don't know that Kirksey is a huge upgrade from what they have. No, unless he changes gears all of a sudden so far. Not. And now you have, I believe, you know, related is Kamal Martin coming back. Mm -hmm. Where does he fit in? And we, you know, it's it's kind of the same story with Burks and Summers, right? They're just they're like like a diet Martinez, each of them. But they're but they're not. A, I mean, so far, Kirksey has not been a significant upgrade from either any of those guys. Yeah. So if, if you can, I mean, Burks hasn't shown anything. We've talked about it a zillion times on the yeah. show. But if Burks in year th- Burks isn't going to get a ton of money, right? Because no. he hasn't produced anywhere. He probably will go somewhere else. But I, Ty I Summers so. is around. I'm like a three-cent contract. Well, I hope Kirksey can come and do something going forward and starts to be the playmaker we wanted him to be because we're paying him the $6 million no matter what this year. Yeah. Whatever happens next year happens. I mean, Bar- Barnes is a sure tackler. There's, there's no question about that. He was making some plays, but... He's a football player. He yeah. seems to be in the right place at the right time, even though he has very, you know, he's a rookie and an undrafted rookie at that. Very few highlights. That's it for I highlights. Think that's, that's, that, that, that's, the hit of, that's the end of the highlights for the game. If anyone thinks that we had, we're missing anything on highlights or any stuff we missed or you want to talk about, remember, you can go to our anchor.fm slash average cheese and leave us a voicemail. I didn't know we had that capability, but that's... Yeah, I guess I should actually talk about it to people that are listening and maybe they'd know that we, <laughs> we have that hey. capability. So leave us a message. Tell us, you know, whatever. Those were stupid, yeah. A couple of injuries. Bakhtiari kind of limped up. He went to the locker room, didn't he? He did. That was kind of a scary moment. I don't know what it was. What was it? Uh, I ended up being a chest injury, which was really, really? strange. Huh. You always worry with linemen – 
that they're going to get run over from behind or that someone and, falls yeah. on their leg. And it sort of looked like that. And one of the 8,000 reasons I hate Troy Aikman is like, well, that didn't look like anything. Okay, fuck off, dude. Our, <laughs> the best tackle in the game just went down. I don't care yeah. if he you know, has a hangnail. He's such an idiot. Oh, God. So the initial report that uh, Bakhtiari was in the locker room later on after the game and seemed to be in good spirits, I, I mean, that bodes well, right? What's up, Peck? I, that's pull- what it said. Yeah. That's what I, huh. I saw on USA Today last night when I was reading it. That hmm. it's 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 a chest muscle or, or didn't God, it didn't say pack, but that's it's a pectoral. Yeah, I hope it's not a tear because that those take a long time to heal, especially right. for a lineman. What do you do, Todd, if he can't come back if he's not back next week? It's Wagner. Unfortunately, he didn't have a very good game up until this point. Wagner was kind of solid, and he was. He was not good in this game at all. He was like one of those doors you see at the restaurants that they go in and out of. Yeah. Like the swinging gate. What was he doing? It looked like he had never played tackle before. They ran that stunt with the end and the linebacker, and he had no idea where to go. But that he couldn't move his feet fast enough to get there. That was a meeting at Rodgers, a meeting at the quarterback. Both Williams and Wagner missed on that play. I, I don't know. I mean, he did go to, I'll give him that he went to the left side. It's not his preferred side. He's usually a right tackle, but still, come on, dude. Yeah, you're a professional football player, and it's yeah. tackle. I get it. Left tackle is a very difficult position to be in, especially right when you play right tackle. I mean, you play right tackle because you aren't good enough to play left tackle. You brought up a good point, too, is those defensive stunts. Those were really confusing the offensive line. They had no, no answer. Right, and it's, it's uh, almost like the, the Packers hadn't seen it. <clears throat> yeah. I think those stunts really, really messed up Wagner. I mean, and I think they just caused trouble. Later on, well, at the end, I talked about what's the blueprint to beat the Packers. So let's leave that for now. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Tanyan went out in this game. And while, you know, Bob Tanyan isn't a high level, he's not George Kittle, right? He's not on that level yet. He's important to the Packers. Yeah. He's a vital piece of that. It's like an ankle for him. Saw his foot kind of roll over or something. Yeah. He did come back, right, and play, but he didn't do shit. I mean, he right. wasn't he wasn't super active after that. Full disclaimer, I stopped watching about a third into the third quarter. <laughs> I just could not. And it's hard because when a game like that is going the way it was, you know, with the Packers, and I've got guests over it's just not a good combination for me i was just i was gonna say that during the game i didn't want to text you this but i thought it was kind of funny you know because you it's virginia right so you've only lived in virginia for a couple months right if it was back home you know those people you can just cuss and throw things and people right. already know you but if, if they're right. new to you you don't want to create that impression right. that you are a complete nut yeah, they would never – if if I would have just let it loose, they would have never come back over to our house again. <laughs> right. so. Exactly. Might have called the police. They have no. been like, right, this <laughs> deranged fool is cussing and throwing things yeah. over a football was, game. Yeah. It, w- the Gronkowski touchdown was kind of like – that's what sealed it for me. I was like, I'm fucking out of here. So. Right. And he hasn't done jack the entire right. season. Right. And his, I mean, he had two touchdowns, and he had like sixty yards receiving, sixty-eight. Yeah. I want a six kick. So he didn't yeah. light the world on no. fire, but because he sucks, then for him to do that against the Packers, right. 
is a big deal. Yeah, it was, uh, offensive review. It seems like every week we do the offensive review. All we have is like great things to say. And it's like, this is completely flipped upside down. I don't really understand what the hell happened. It's, you figured going into a bye week, a big long rest period to kind of fine tune things and get healthy that they would just come out blazing, which they did. The first drive wasn't, they, they moved the ball down the field, right? Okay. They, yeah. they kicked a the field goal. The second drive was the touchdown, correct? Yeah. And then there were seven punts after that. It looked like same old Packers, right? Like, yeah. We're just I mean, like they hadn't skipped a beat. Yeah, like, we're going to they... shove it in your ass. Like, th- this yeah. is what we're going to do. We're going to score. You can't stop us. And like yeah. he said, like Rodgers running and in seemed like aggressive. a good sign. Yeah. Everything looked like they were being aggressive. They were out to just smash Tampa Bay in the face. And then came the pick. Well, let's start. I, I guess we got to start off with the good. We'll get to the bad. Yeah. But they started off hot. Like like we've been saying, I mean, they started off really good. AJ Dillon he got a couple of carries. How many carries did he have? He had ten snaps. I think he had like four or five carries, something like that. He had five for thirty-one yards. I know I've said that I didn't think he would get fifty snaps, and I don't think he will get that's fifty snaps. I say that every time. Fifty carries. I don't think he'll get a ton of carries, but in this game, I thought that he should have carried the ball more. Because when he went in, he just runs over dudes. And I think that would have been the key because Jones and Williams, and I love Jones and Williams, but they're not that guy that guys are going to be afraid to tackle. And those two linebackers who are amazing, yeah, Tampa they Bay, were. They, they were great in this game. They, they, they changed the way the game was played. Levante, David, right? They, Devin were, White. they were hitting Jones and Williams behind the line of scrimmage. They were getting to them behind the line of scrimmage, not like at the line of scrimmage or just past. They were penetrating through the line of scrimmage and knifing through and, and tackling them behind the line of scrimmage. Yeah, like they had so. combined five tackles for loss. Those two linebackers, five, but they were flying to the football. And I think if they would have, if the Packers would have given Dylan the rock more, I mean, after a while you get beat up running into a guy that large. And I think that going forward, I don't know that the Packers will play Tampa Bay in the playoffs at all, but if they do, I think that Dylan is part of the answer. We are going to punch you in the mouth. Go ahead and fly to the football and you're going to be on your back. Yeah. And I thought that was a mistake. I mean, it was nice to see him. It was just a different look when he was out there. Maybe they should have given him the opportunity instead of Jones for the touchdown. I mean, it was early in the game. They were rolling. I know this game got yeah. out of hand, so then it was there was no real reason to run the football <laughs> right. at a certain point. And, and, Dylan, <coughs> and you watch when Dylan is in on a passing play, he is going immediately into the middle or out in the flat. Like, he, they're not asking him to – no. chip guys or, or pick up a blitzer they're just they're not he's not ready for that so I get why he doesn't play on passing downs but give him a series let's see what the guy can do and I think he would have been uh, I don't want to call it an x-factor because the Packers were going to win this game after a certain point but I think he, it could have changed the way Tampa played defense in this game one of his runs was 20 yards broke one off a little bit yeah and it wasn't like he like broke he just ran up the middle you know what I mean? It wasn't like it went around the end and no one was there. He he came up the middle and, you know, bounced dudes. I'm I'm very impressed with that guy. I know I said a lot of shitty things about him when he got drafted, but I admit that I may have been wrong. He stays healthy, he's gonna be a player. 
Yeah, and then, you know, every week we we try to find things that are bad. And now this week, it's just, like I said, man, it's just unbelievable how different this game turned out for them. But yeah. I, don't, I don't even know where to start with the bad. But it was it was all bad. I mean, yes. it, it really, that first pick six that Rodgers threw, it was bad. It was a bad interception, and that's all on Aaron. Mm-hmm. I, I hate to say it, but that was 100. It wasn't on the receiver. It wasn't on anybody else. I mean, he never looked. As soon as he got the ball in his hands, he was looking that way the yep. whole time. And as a defender, I mean, if you're just reading the quarterback's eyes, I mean, you you know, he didn't look off at all. I mean, he and he tried to throw it into a shoebox, and that guy was – he knew it was coming. So, yeah, that was an easy. That looked like one of those things you do in training camp. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Where there's no uh, offensive guy at all, where you just go into your back pedal and then you break on the ball and they yeah. throw it at you. That's what it looked like. Going from not throwing a pick all season to throwing a really bad one, mm-hmm. and for six. I mean, it was a bad pick. Yes, so. and it it turned that game on its it head. Did. It did. It that was it. I mean, the game was lost almost in that moment. If the Packers go down and score and it's 17 nothing at that point, you then have a different game completely. Yeah. Tampa Bay has to do different things on offense. They can't run it anymore. They start to they, – they, the things that have happened in the first week, five weeks or first four weeks before that, that's what happens in this game. Yep. They take yeah. away the ability to run. The Packers don't really have to worry about the run as much. You force Brady to throw. You start to, you know, blitz and, and rush the passer and, and not worry about anything else. Yeah, it, it, it flipped the game. The next pick was yep. basically a pick six, too. He ran up down yep. to, like, the two. Yep. You can't come back from that. I know I, I texted you to do this during the game. But you can't come back from two pick sixes. You just can't. No, it's yeah. virtu- virtually impossible. I mean, the, the second one – I don't know. I, I I kind of like kept watching it over and over, but it it looked like it was almost like a a, a 50-50 ball that got mm-hmm. tipped and yeah. it, it went up in the air and the defender grabbed it. It was a, a 50-50 ball between the receiver and defender got tipped up in the air and a third def- you know third person got it on the defense. So that really put the nail in the coffin. Unprecedented to you know, Rodgers would even throw a pick, let alone two of his last three passes. Both basically, you could say both were pick sixes. I mean, but even then, right? I mean, what was it? 14-10 at that point? Right. So it, it's not like it's really gotten away, but man, did it throw things out of sync. It I did. Mean, it just completely dismantled everything. Yeah, to go back to the pick, yeah, it was a 50-50 ball. And I made the mistake of looking on Twitter after the game and, Come on, Packer fans. First of all, we're not going to go 16-0 and every season. You have to understand that we're going to lose football games, right? Yeah. Like, you don't have to freak out like, ah, oh, let's bring in love and all the stupid shit that's out there on yeah. Twitter. Like, stop it. Oh, he forces the ball to Adams. Yeah, he does try to throw the ball to Adams because that's all we have. Equinemius Honestly, yeah. St. Brown can't catch a football. MVS is, is you know, he's a third or fourth receiver. Right. Yes, he, he forces the ball to Adams because he's the best option. He's going to throw the ball to Devontae Adams. He just is. Did he force that second pick in? Maybe. Yeah. But he throws it into a small window a lot. Yeah. He's Aaron fucking Rodgers. It's what he, he, it's what he does. <laughs> I cannot look on Twitter. I just need to hit that little <laughs> home button. That's so why I, I, I'm, I'm out. I'm out of Twitter. <laughs> can't deal with it. Oh God, it was painful. What there else? There was no run. There was no run game. Period. Jones no. couldn't get going. 
Williams couldn't get going. I mean, we talked about AJ Dillon. He looked like, you know, has some potential, but he, you know, nobody, they only ran as a team for like 94 yards total. And so. like 25 of them came on that one run by Williams. That's correct. And the other 20 were, uh, from were, Dylan. For, were from Dylan. So 45 of the 94 half, basically. Came were on, on two, two runs. Yeah. Other than, I mean, Jones was 10, 10 rushes, 15 yards. That's not on him. I mean, it's, I mean, right. maybe, maybe hats off to the Tampa Bay defense. We're not giving them credit enough, but the offensive line, which we've talked about so much up to this uh, game of just being so dominant and just having such a, uh, such a presence and protecting Rogers and opening up holes for, for the running backs, but they were terrible in this game. Absolutely terrible. Well, you know, and I said it when I was on my own running solo, the Bucks up until this game, they were number one in rushing defense. They'd only given up 58 yards a game in rushing. Yeah. So, I mean, I guess in retrospect, the Packers had a decent game compared to what the rest of the league had had at this point. And that's in a game where you're getting blown out. So th- I'm not trying to excuse it. It was a just an awful game as far as running the ball goes. You know I mean, it was significantly over the 58-yard average. But, yeah, there was nothing there. Nothing at all. And then the, the second thing, or well, I mean, we could probably list quite a few things. But, you know, up until this point, you know, Rodgers hasn't really had that pressure where he had to, like, scramble out of the pocket or step up. In this game, it was every single play. I mean, he was getting knocked around. He was getting sacked. It was, it was ugly. I mean, they were, it was a poor performance by the offensive line. Just absolutely terrible. It really was. And if Bakhtiari is, is in the game, I think that probably changes things a bit. But I don't think it – they're still going to be pressuring Rodgers. I don't know how many sacks they came out with. I mean, let's see. I want to say see. four. They had uh, one – that's three, four. I had five. Five, five sacks. So we went from three total in four games to five in one game. Yeah. It was it was abysmal. The line played poorly. We've commented on how well the line has played up until this point. They got their teeth kicked in on the, in they this did. case. They, they, they fell apart. They got beat. So oh. let's go on because I don't want to talk about the line because I worry if Bakhtiari is out for more than the half of this game. I don't know. I, I think Jenkins needs to go out there. And I, I think he needs to go out there for two reasons to left tackle. One – if you decide that you're not going to sign Bakhtiari, I think Jenkins is the next best option on the mm-hmm. roster right now. Now, can they draft a left tackle for the future? Yeah, they can. But if they're going to draft at 32 after winning a Super Bowl, they're not going to get that top five guy, right? They're just going to they're be not. at the end. They're not going to get a guy you can bring in on likely on week one of a season. I think Jenkins should go out there if Bakhtiari can't play just so he has the opportunity to do it. I think the depth at guard is better than it is at tackle. So if you put Jenkins out on the left side, then it's, you know, Patrick. And I mean, Runyon had a couple Runyon. of snaps in the Runyon game. Runyon is the one I was thinking of. Yeah, he's, I mean, Michigan. He, he, well, he wasn't super bad in that one game that he right. played. So maybe it's Patrick maybe and he, Runyon at guard. And then right. Lindsley at center and uh, Turner or Wagner. I mean, Turner, Turner wasn't awful, I mean, to his credit. I know I beat up on him. We also share a birthday, Billy Turner and I. Collectively, they were just terrible. What about St. Brown? You have St. Brown in the notes. I was, yeah, I was happy that he came back, right? Like he, he's often injured and he came back for this game. And Equinemius St. Brown is. He looks uh, like Lazard. He's a, a, a little bit thinner in I the thought pants. Lazard version. was in the game. Yeah. I was like, what is Lazard? And then I was like, wait, that's not Lazard. He looks like, he looks the part. 
Physically, right? they look almost identical, yeah. He just, he sucks. Yeah. He's that one, too inconsistent. Yeah, that one, I think, what did he have? He had one. He had no catches, I don't think, in this game. He had two drops, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, he had two targets, no catches. That one was just like, it was a quick out. And it wasn't an out. It was basically just stand there and take a step back and Rodgers kind of almost like a lateral. Yeah. He wasn't even in sync with that. He was off. To Rodgers' credit this year, in the past, Rodgers would throw you a ball, you would drop it, and he'd leave you alone for like the rest of the quarter. But he has attempted to go back to guys after they've done things wrong. And he went back to St. Brown and he friggin' dropped it again. Yeah. It's like, forget it. You need more practice time. I, you, you and Rodgers need to come out after practice or something to just throw balls to each other. Cause I don't see his development going past where he's at right now, honestly. He is who he I, is. I really don't. Yeah, he sucks. Yeah. I just put him in there because I thought I was really kind of excited to have him back. And I thought, okay, he's more athletic than Lazard. And he's the next best. Him and MVS are similar players. I just thought that St. Brown had something, but I was absolutely wrong. All right, let's stop here super quick. I'm going to throw the uh, 30-second BallotReady.org advertisement in. And I promise I won't rant afterwards. All right, so we're back. If you are thinking of voting early and you live in Wisconsin, uh, open or what do you call it? Early voting. Early voting early. starts. Yeah, yeah early voting it. starts tomorrow in Milwaukee. You can go to any library basically your in the city. Map, Wisconsin. They had almost sixteen thousand fans at uh, in Tampa Bay yesterday. You know how many we will have? Stupid. Fucking zero. We'll have zero goddamn fans. Oh, that's two. Of zero fans at the games because we're stupid in Wisconsin. If you go outside of the city of Milwaukee, masks are optional. Even though it's a statewide mandate, people don't wear their masks, man. It's uh, like they just don't get it. I was just out in Heartland where all the rich folks live. Shout out to all you rich folks out there. Love your houses. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I go into the hardware store and I'm I'm like the only one in there with a mask. That's just ridiculous. I don't get it. I don't get either. Is like, I don't know if I mentioned this in a previous episode, but like, what's with, you know, after the game, all the players are like going and nobody has a mask on and they're shaking hands and giving bro hugs and all this stuff. It's like, you don't need to do that. Yes, I get that you're all tested. Right. And it's, it's assumed that everybody who's got a foot on the field, whether you're a trainer or a water boy or a cameraman or whatever, it's assumed that everybody has been tested and is okay to be on the field, but you don't need, but we know the testing isn't 100% accurate, right? Yeah. Because we see testing with, well, you know, certain amount of players were just tested positive and then we tested them in the morning and they were negative. And it could go so, the other way. So who's to say that any of it is really accurate, right? But we don't need to be doing that. Why are the coaches masked up then? I, right. I mean, not, nothing, none of it makes sense. And I have said... I don't understand why they don't do this. And I probably, I don't know if I said this on an episode or just when I was running my mouth in real life, but why don't the, why doesn't Under Armour or Nike or whoever make those masks that the NASCAR guys wear? If it really became a big deal, like the cold weather, it would be the warm weather version, right? Because you're hot. Because they wear those masks when it's cold out. And they right. some figure out how to do it. I still think that across the NFL and they, why they hadn't, they just kind of left it up to organizations to do whatever they felt is right for them. But that's stupid. I mean, the uh, NBA, they got their, themselves all the way through the finals. 
right? Right. There, there were no, no tests positive. Nothing, right? They bubbled themselves up, and now you got the NFL. It's just – I did read on Twitter that they're possibly going to have a playoff bubble for the NFL. Okay, but up until then like, – Right. <laughs> what makes it right to do it then when you've just – you know, contributed to the outbreak. I know that Tampa ran for 135 yards in this game. I thought the run defense was pretty good. 158. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> that changes things. Yeah. 158. Okay. Yeah. So I, I mean, still think Jones, they played well. Jones the second had 113. But he also had that 25-yard run where they were yeah. like had guys running off the field and there was nobody yeah. around. I didn't think the run defense was the biggest issue in this game. I thought that actually your buddy Lowry had a good game. He had five tackles. He, I think he just – It's got to be a career high. I mean, yes. it, it has to be. Season high for sure. That we know. Yes. He crushed his previous total. I think I think Season he had total. combined five tackles in the first four games. So yes, this was an outstanding game. I just thought they played okay. There wasn't like this. We can't stop it. They were running it right up the middle, and for the most part, I thought we stopped the run, not stopped. We slowed it. It wasn't like it, the floodgates opened. Yeah, and they were just running all over us. Uh, on a side note, though, because we have to have our Lowry Lancaster update every week because we hate those two fools. Tyler Lancaster only had nine snaps in this game. I, yeah, I was going to say, I don't think I saw him. He might be on the way <clears> out. <throat> I think so. Money-wise, if it's Lancaster-Lowry, you keep Lancaster because Lowry is on a like a $6 million contract. So Kingsley Kiki had a pretty nice game. He had six tackles. Uh, him and Lowry had 11 tackles. I mean, those are interior guys. Yeah. That's unusual for our interior guys to have that many tackles. So that, maybe that's why, to me, it looked like the run defense was better. Yeah, we'll, we'll get to the bad. But, yeah, they, they, it seemed to be improved. Kiki looks more – he's not like some big body fat dude on the line. He, right. he looks athletic. I keep having to, like, look at him. Like, who is that guy? Because he just doesn't look like your prototypical defensive lineman, I guess. And Montrevious Adams – and I know I texted this to you during the game. Montrevious yeah. Adams is starting to flash some things. He had two plays back-to-back -back where he looked really good. He's got to get just more consistent. Yes, he playing. has to be more consistent, 100%. And maybe, maybe, that, maybe he's taking Lancaster's spot. I don't know. Maybe, and I'm here for that, if, yeah. if he can do that. So I was thinking, too, because I had to think about something other than specifically this game. Adams, Adams, and I said it last week with Peter, Adams doesn't have, just like you just said, Adams doesn't have a nose tackle body. Kiki doesn't have a nose tackle body. Those guys are really 3-4 defensive end type mm -hmm. bodies. If those two can move to defensive end, and you can have Billy Wynn or someone else in the middle to sub in for Clark once in a while, I think you have a better defense that way. And I hope that that's where the Packers are going with this. I mean, Lowry can still sub in at the defensive end spot. You can give him snaps. He's not, yeah. I mean, he, he's not great. No. But he's also not going to usually – well, that's not true because he was out of position a bunch of times in the first couple of weeks. But he's an average player. Yeah, very average. Right. He's an average cheese player. You know, we hate him. I saw him just get completely demolished in this game. I can't remember where it was. It was before I stopped watching. Obviously. Lowry? Yeah. 
or he just got absolutely obliterated. Yeah, it was weird that Billy Wynn played last week and then got zero snaps in this game. I just think that he's an answer at the nose. Just hold the, hold the line. That's your yeah. job. Put your hands up and stop these two guys in the middle from blocking you and moving you out of the way. I don't know. I, I just think that we, the way that we've seen Adams play and Kiki play, they need reps on that line. Clark is back. While he didn't have a huge game statistically. He was, he was quiet. What the hell did he have? He, had, uh... he played in 63% of the snaps. And he had four tackles. Right, two, solo, two solo, so nothing. Yeah, when you look at that, the, almost like a lot of our tackles were inside. Now I get that if the Buccaneers are running inside and trying to gash you up the middle, your defensive linemen are going to have more tackles, right? Because they're running up the middle. But if you combine those six for Kiki, five for Lowry, I think Adams had three, something like that, and Clark had four. That's a really, that's a pretty good game yeah. from your defense. Adams had four. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good game from your defensive line. Lowry had five. Clark now, on the run side, the other side of his, we had zero pressure in this game. Non-existent. And, you know, I, I don't know. It, it, have, just seeing Brady sit back there and not even get pressured was just really aggravating for me. I honestly think that, I mean, I, I know I was texting this to you too, but I got to put some of this uh, fault on, on Patton. I really do. There was not one, I mean, Yes, I, I get the game was kind of like spinning out of control or whatever. But like, if you're not getting to Brady at all, how about a safety blitz? You know, send a corner on a blitz, right? Something uh, off the corners, anything to kind of disrupt Brady's rhythm. Maybe you don't get to him, right? But now, now you, now you're in his head a little bit, at, at right. least. Anything to kind of disrupt that. And there was nothing like that. I didn't. At least maybe, maybe he did it in the fourth quarter. I don't know because I didn't watch any of it. But up until that point, I mean, the defense was awful. Zero pressure. I mean, there was just nothing. Zero. And yeah. Brady, they've shown, the statistics show, why can't I say the word statistics? <laughs> <laughs> the statistics show that when Brady is pressured, he is very bad back then. Right. So if that's the case, right, and you need to create turnovers. If, yeah, if, I mean, what's the difference? You're down 28-10 or whatever it was. They scored yeah. 28 freaking points in the second quarter. It's another, like, offensive explosion by a team. Yeah. But if you're down 28-10 in the first half or, like, yeah. beginning of the second half, you have to create something. You're not going to catch yeah. up just, you know, stopping them on downs. Send, it, you know, send Amos up, up the middle on a, on a blitz or, or Jair somewhere. off the corner. It's something. Yes. Right? And create no that excitement. Yeah, there was no different looks, right? It was just here we are. This is what we're going to do. Same blueprint over and over and over. So I don't know. I, you know, I've said it in previous episodes. I I gotta think that Petten's on a, a, his seat is getting warmer. I really do. And in this game, for sure, the temperature's going up. And I don't think I know that that the defense gave up. Well, they gave up thirty eight points. Defense didn't give up thirty eight. Well, they gave up. 30, 24, Whatever. really. I, I, I mean, I, again, I don't throw that second pick that was a sort of a pick six on the defense. No. I mean, they were no, at the no, one or two or something. Not. I don't think the defense played abysmal in this game. I thought they played okay. I think the offense and its lack of production really was the biggest negative 
and it hurt the defense more. Yeah, but no Penn, pressure. Penn's got to give them opportunities. Be give them the opportunities to make plays. It doesn't seem that that he's allowing that or something. So Darnell Savage, I was a huge proponent of him when when the Packers drafted him, and I yeah, thought he had to recycle. <laughs> I have three quarters left. Darnell Savage, I really have high hopes for him still. I'm not going to say that he's played well because he hasn't. He's almost been invisible. The safety play has been really, really bad all year. I mean, Amos, again, had the one play last week against Atlanta to end the game. Okay, good for you. It was great reaction on that play. But what what has he done? Like him and Savage have been really bad. And I don't know, you know, you were talking about Petten being the reason for a lot of this. Maybe it's that. I mean, maybe yeah. the, the way that they're being played is not allowing them to make plays. But, but they certainly aren't. They aren't. Like, Savage had five tackles in this game, but it, they weren't of consequence. Do you know what I mean? It's like yeah. clean up something behind the line of scrimmage. It's just, I'm really disappointed with that. Now, I know you have um, the next thing to talk about is Preston Smith is invisible, but I would say the Smiths are invisible, especially in this game. And I would throw Gary in there too. They were, all three of them were awful in this game. Absolutely non-existent, no pressures. Darius Smith had one tackle. Right, so did Preston Smith. Yeah, one. And Gary had two. They had three quarterback hits in this game combined so one each yeah I hope that it's because Gary is hurt and his ankle isn't a hundred percent and they threw him out there anyway he had a terrible penalty too that face mask that Gary had he ripped him on that yeah I mean it wasn't even like I get that like you know in the heat of the battle you know your hands are kind of going crazy all over the place and you're trying to do your job but my god that was fucking bad what did he think he was grabbing I don't know (laughs) It feels like a helmet, doesn't it? He had a bad game. He they, the, all, all three of them were just awful in this game. They were. Preston Where Smith? are the Smiths from last year? Where? They I don't have know. not put it together one fucking game this year. No, Zadarius Smith had a great game, one hot. great game. I, I know I said this before. He needs to stop dropping back in coverage. Stop that. Yeah. He, that's why he's invisible. I saw Gary drop back in coverage, I think. I did too. Like, what is that? Rashawn Gary played with his hand down in college, and now you want him to chase the tight end? For God's sake, that's stupid. That's just plain stupid. Raven Green couldn't cover Rob Gronkowski. Yeah. You think Rashawn Gary's going to be able to do it? That's stupidity. It's just ridiculous. I absolutely don't get it at all. Like, what are we doing there? I, I wouldn't think we'd be at this point in the season where we'd be actually talking about the production of the Smiths. No, they were right? so good last year. I don't even know what they've got going on. I don't think Preston Smith has a sack this year. No. I mean, I don't know. He but, doesn't. And I don't know if it's scheme or if it's just – I don't know what's going on there. But neither one of those guys seems to be doing anything at this point. And, you know, if they do, history says they will, the right. way they've played – then things are going to turn around in a big hurry. And hopefully they do. And Gary's like falling in line with them, like following their lead. He's just kind of, he's shown a couple things here and there, some flashes. Then he just kind of reverts back to where you're just like, oh boy. Right. <laughs> yeah, he was terrible in this game. They were so, all terrible. What, they what were, you- all three of them. But yeah, defensive line was okay, which was nice to see, but everyone else was really detached. Any observations from you? I know I put a bunch of them down here. My biggest frustration, I know that's all we've talked about is frustration today. My biggest frustration is 
all that motion and all that pre-step movement that the Packers have been doing just seemed to go away. I don't know if it was because Tyler Irvin wasn't in the game. DeGuara is out. You know what I mean? Like, are those your primary movers to get things moving? I mean, I don't know, but it was very stationary. There were, like, a lot of plays where no one moved pre-step. Yeah, they, I saw I – saw, a couple times where they did some motion, but then they just like, I don't know. Static. Yeah. It yeah, just didn't went do static. Anything. They had Jones in motion a couple times doing the Tyler Ir- Irvin thing. And then they just went away from it. I don't know. And I don't know if that was because they felt, I felt like they could have protected Rogers better by moving the pocket and just being more creative. I mean, the, the line wasn't going to change. The Buccaneers had figured it out. Right. And they were going to continue to blitz. But if you have to, if you give them different looks, with the motion, they can't just pin their ears back. Because if you jet yeah. sweep, do you know what I mean? Like that guy, that guy runs by you as you're coming forward. I, I don't know. I, I felt like the creativity wasn't there. And that was a little disappointing. I, I, I get it when you get down big in a game and the chips are down and the momentum is way on the other yeah. side. That shouldn't happen. You, you coach your game up the way that you have it planned. And you continue to do that right or wrong. I mean, you can't, Stop doing what works and hope that what doesn't work will work. I hope that made sense. I guess one of my observations, if I could stick it in there now, is, um, you know, I felt like this was an opportunity for Sternberger to kind of, you know, after Tanya kind of went down, Mercedes Lewis wasn't really a factor. And Sternberger was in the game. I don't know how many snaps he had, but geez, I mean, he, he wasn't even targeted. He played 20 snaps. He played one third of the, uh, of the offensive snaps. again like we're not seeing anything from this guy I just really felt like it was an opportunity for him to step up and I mean nobody was really stepping up right so I don't want to put it all on Sternberger but I was just kind of looking at him like okay like here you go here's when shit's going south someone's got to step up there were a lot of things that went wrong in this game you know I mean like it seemed like for the first four games that things went right yeah like the Jones catch yeah. The Jones, remember the, the Jones catch down on that wheel route down the sideline where he bobbled it and they call yep. it a no catch. Yep. The Rodgers missed to Mercedes Lewis. He didn't really miss that pass. That, that's no. just Mercedes Lewis isn't super athletic at this right. point in his career because I think Tanyan and Sternberger both catch that ball and run that in for a touchdown. Yeah, there was nobody around him. There was nobody around. The pass was a little bit off, to be fair, but it wasn't that far off. Like It seemed like Lewis wanted to keep fading – and didn't yeah. come back towards the middle. But, like, that catch probably gets made 75% of the time. Yeah. There was the fade to Adams uh, where yep. he was out of bounds. Like, yep. it just seemed like it, at some point it was like, okay. Everything was out of sync. Yeah. It, it's but just all- going to be that way today. You know, and you're going to have a clunker of a game. I mean, last year we got beat by the Eagles and the Chargers and still right. went 13-3. and three. So everything went sure. wrong. It's not jump off a bridge. I mean, they play the Texans, which, you know, it should be a step back in the right direction. I'm sorry I just went off on that. But, it, like, I just felt like everything was going wrong and everything just did go wrong. Like, the things that go right normally just Didn't. on Sunday went wrong. So You had something to say about Rick Wagner, too? Oh, uh, we kind of talked about it, right? <laughs> he looked like... He looked yeah, clueless he on the it. left side. Like, I don't he know. If, yeah, he just was awful. The, the one play will continue to haunt me where he, like, him and Williams both whiffed. And I thought Rodgers was going to die on that play. I guess the what the fuck moment is 
he was so good in those first couple of games. He, he, he was. Really he was solid. Good. How do you go from that to this? It's got to be talent level on the other side, right? Because you, you can't so. be significantly worse. He, he was, was awful. awful. He was like Marshall Newhouse over there. Yeah, that's a blast from the bad past. <laughs> and the other thing I, I put down here is fuck Adamican Sue. Like, I can't stand that guy. Dude, yeah. You're not a player anymore. Yeah. You could talk shit when you were good, but you suck now. Just because you had one, you know, quarterback hit in this game, and it might be your only one for the season, you, you don't talk, you don't talk, get to talk like that. Yeah, that he was, was a rough space. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that was. was a roughing the passer. That pass was away, and it's too bad we had a penalty. That's another thing. We had a penalty on that play. We don't have a penalty on that play. It's 15 yards in the right direction, and maybe we go down and score. Like, it, it just, you know, that kind of stuff just happened over and over guy, and over. That guy's just been a dick his whole career. I mean, usually, like, you know, you can kind of, like, justify it maybe. Like, okay, the guy's a young player, you know, this and that. And then, you know, as their career kind of – goes on they kind of like understand like they grow yeah. up a bit you know they mature a little bit more and stuff like that but this guy never has he's just been a dick his whole career did he stomp on sitting's he nuts did. he Was did he stomped, he stomped somebody and if that goes with my next point i think that the packers will benefit from this in the long term they kind of got punked in this game right they, they were talking, having all kinds of shit talk to them and Jones kind of would – I can't believe they didn't call Jones for, like, when he was pushing that guy's face. You know, you didn't see that. You might not have been I watching. I might not have seen that. White was uh, – the linebacker was talking crap to um, Aaron Jones, and Aaron Jones kept pushing him away, and they kind of just let it go. Yeah. And, and Jones, like, pushed his face mask away, and they kind of just walked away. I like that. I'm glad that, the Tam- that Tampa Bay did this because I think you're poking the bear. I think that the Packers so. are a better team than Tampa Bay, and you oh, talking easily. all kinds of mess to them is only going to make them angry. And I hope that we play them again in the playoffs at some point because I feel like it can be different. It'll be a good game because they seem to have figured it out a little bit. But you talk all just, kinds of junk. I mean, just like looking at the teams and knowing what the Packers are capable of, I think – Tampa, like, obviously the Packers played their worst game of the season, but I, I think you saw the, like, the ceiling for, for Tampa Bay. Like, they had their best game of the season. But it's like, even their best, I, I was, like, not impressed. They're not that good of a, of a football team. And how we're down 38-10 is beyond me. Right. But, and yeah, maybe they, maybe they come home. back and they have a chip on their shoulder. And they, and they should. And they should be angry going into Houston. They should be really fucking angry. Yeah, absolutely. And disappointed in themselves. I mean, Brady threw for 166 yards in his game. He had that beautiful pass. I will give him that. That the pass of Gronkowski over the over the linebacker to the second level was That was over Green, wasn't it? Oh, Green. That was it, it was good coverage. I mean, it was pretty good coverage. That pass was perfect. Yeah, basically like if there was, you know, if there was a place that a football could actually fit into, he put it in there. It but he only the threw only for 166 spot. yards. Yeah. Rodgers had 160 yards, and he had an abysmal game. Yeah. Brady had 166 yards and two touchdowns. That's, that's the, op, you know, the other side of that. But they, don't, they still don't scare me. Jair Alexander absolutely shut down Mike Evans. It was he nothing. He did nothing in the entire and game. One catch, 10 yards. I don't care if he's 85%. Godwin and Evans did nothing in this game. Gronkowski beat you. That's really yeah. it. 
and the turnovers yeah. beat you. You yeah. can stop Gronkowski. You can. I, I don't think he plays that well. You could scheme. Really, at this point, I don't want to call Jair Alexander a shutdown corner, but but he's approaching that status. Yeah, he's he's off to a great season. I mean, we almost talk about him every every episode. Every week, right? I, we didn't talk about him in the highlights, but yeah, he he shut down. So the the, the offense, Tampa Bay's offense, didn't really do much. No, but they did enough. I have one more observation. I mean, on that on that note, though, the defense has to start making plays. There, nobody's. I mean, yeah, she, Jair's having a great season. He's a shutdown corner. We can talk about that, but no one's really coming up with big plays. There's no fumbles. No one's stripping the ball. No one's picking balls off. No one's you know pressuring the quarterback. There's nobody. No one's making plays. Yeah, and I don't know if that's just the lack of Petten creating those opportunities or what, but something's got to start happening teams have run the ball on them historically and you can't you have to create turnovers if you're not going to stop teams then you need to turn them over my last thing is so the blueprint last year to beat the Packers was just run it run it run it run it run it get ahead run it I am not sure that this game provides a blueprint for anyone and I say that because one not a lot of teams have the linebacker core that Tampa Bay has. It was impressive. They are the best team defensively. I think they're they're the best against the run. I think they're top three in the league total. I think that the Packers, because they are more well-rounded and they have more offensive weapons, and I think that their defense is a little bit better than it was last year, I don't think that this game was a blueprint. You know, when they lost to um, – actually, when they beat the Redskins last year, the Washington football teams, when they beat them last year but the Redskins ran all over them, that I thought was a blueprint. Like, this is how you beat the Packers. Yeah. You run and you run. But I don't know that that's there. I think that the Gronkowski going off – not going off, but having 60 yards receiving and two touchdowns, may be a problem that may be something that other teams look at but overall even though this game sucked and we've talked a lot about it and how bad it was i'm not as concerned and maybe that's maybe that's not the right thing to be doing at this point i mean if i'm if i'm on the texans or whoever um i'm looking at how they penetrated the offensive line how they schemed that right i mean they were in they were in every gaps so they were shooting through the gaps those linebackers were all over the place and it just seemed like the offensive line had no answer to that and it just just it completely disrupted everything rogers got pressured he was throwing picks couldn't get the running game going i mean it all kind of fed off of that so hopefully they they figure out a way to mitigate that off to houston so the average cheese welcomes Peter Jones back to the show. Peter is a member of the Pro Football Researchers Association and our new friend. So welcome, Peter. How are you today? I'm good, though. How are you? I'm great. I'm great. I'm glad that we're doing this. Like I said before we start recording, we're not going to talk about last week. Let's just be positive and let's move forward. <laughs> so move let's up. talk, Todd. Let's, let's talk a little bit. Or, or let's talk to Peter. It doesn't make any difference. This is weird having all three of us on, to be honest. Peter, any Texans history? I know it's going to be a short one, but any Texas Texans history? Yeah, it's a, it's, a, it's, a really, it's a really short one. So the Packers have only played the Texans four times, every four years, as it, as it turns out. Twice at Lambeau, twice 
in Houston. Packers are ahead in that series three and one. That 750 winning percentage is the, is the second highest the Packers ever against anybody currently in the currently in the NFL. Okay, who who's the other team? Chargers. Oh, really? really? Yeah. Which is which is which is surprising, but yeah. Huh. After last but, year's results, yeah. But yeah, right. Just the four games, and um, so the Packers have won both of the games in Houston. And I guess the highlight game was be the 2012 game in Houston, where Rogers threw six touchdowns. Packers racked, racked up 40 odd points in that game. So history-wise, like you say, not 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 a not a lot of history. Currently, slightly in the Packers' favor. That's it, right? There's really That's nothing it. to yeah, it. I, like, okay, four games, and they're gonna we'll play them this year, and then four years later we'll play yeah, them again, and, unless and they get better. Is, yeah, and this is a game that I would have been, I would have been at if it wasn't for <laughs> COVID. Um, That's what you said. Are they having? Do they have fans in Houston? I, I don't. I don't. I don't think they do. Oh, no. you know, with my wife coming from Houston, we would have been over for this. Right. This game. And, uh, so, yeah, we're quite disappointed because it'll be another eight years before the Packers play in, in Houston again. Yeah. Again. Yeah. yeah, that is disappointing. So you yeah. said when we talked last time that she was an Oilers fan. Yeah. <laughs> is, is there a lot of... Oh, my gosh. Yeah, right. I mean, we're all <laughs> old. I'm going to assume your wife's not 20, Peter. I mean, good <laughs> on you if she is. But, <laughs> but she's, she was around for that. So is that common, do you think, like that, that Houston Oilers fans did not carry over to be Texan fans? I think it's a real mixture. I think probably the, I think probably the majority of them did become Texans fans simply because that was their team, their new team, you know? Sure. That was the new team in town. When Bud Adams moved that franchise, there was a lot of severely, I nearly swore in, a severely, lot of severely unhappy, unhappy people in you know, in Houston and like, uh, and they moved around. to Tennessee, right? The Oilers yeah. moved to Tennessee. Yeah. yeah. And when, when I was a right. young, yep. young, kid, young kid, first learning football, Earl Campbell was one of my, Oh yeah. One of my heroes. We've talked about him actually on this show. I do think that Earl Campbell was the reason they stopped having those tearaway jerseys. He was really costing <laughs> yeah. a lot of money to the franchise <laughs> and the league. And they're like, forget it. This guy doesn't go down when they grab the jersey, and we're spending yeah. thousands on this guy every game. Warren Moon made his mark there. Yeah, he did. So, does your wife have like Houston Oilers jerseys and stuff that she puts? Yeah, on? yeah. So she, really, she, who does she wear? Yeah, she's a huge, huge Oilers Oilers fan, and a huge, huge Astros fan as well. But wow, oh <laughs> we still like um, her, even though we never met her. <laughs> who, who does she wear? Do who, so, who? What jerseys? Uh, does oh, 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 Campbell's her. Oh wow! Her, her, okay. Her but um, funny to me that that I could talk to her about the old Oilers stuff probably more than I could talk to her about football now. Okay. Um, <laughs> well, let's yeah. talk some new football. Let's talk Texans now. One thing I see right, like right off the bat, I was just looking at their um, their schedule. It, it is a brutal schedule that they that they have. I mean, they they've lost all the tough games. Obviously, they their schedule is Chiefs, Ravens, Steelers. Vikings, Jaguars, which they won, or the only game they won, and then the Titans and now the Packers. So, I mean, they, they've got themselves a pretty brutal schedule. Out, out the... Yeah, and when you look at that, you know, it's, it's actually not unreasonable that they've lost. No, it's not. Which like is, most, you, most of those games. You can't take them lightly, right? Yeah. And, you know, they, they kept they, a couple of them close. Yeah, yeah, and they, they came close to beating the Titans last, you know, on, on Sunday. Yeah. To, Titans to overtime, yeah. and, and um, yeah, and so, you know they've, they've 
they averaged 20 points a game in, the, in those first four games, which is not surprising when you look at who they were playing. Right. Yeah. But you know, 33 points a game in their last in their last two since since they fired Bill O'Brien. So a it kind of looks like a little bit of a turnaround for the Texans, and and b you know, like you said, Todd, the the, the schedule can only get easier for them. Yeah. From from, from yeah, that start, I know. Which is horrendous. Well, they play the Jags right after they play us. It's the only game, so they might get themselves. Right. In a- you know, are the Packers an easy game for them? Gosh, I hope not. But it, no, you, no, no. <laughs> you look at their right. They played a very tough schedule, and them playing the Titans to overtime is concerning for me. When you know yeah. Deshaun Watson is concerning to me, and, I, and we talked about it a couple weeks ago. If you're going to let Kirk Cousins run out of the pocket, you're going to let Matthew Stafford run out of the pocket. What does Deshaun Watson do to you? You know, I, I think that Watson's up there in that. I don't know where you want to put him. Let's say top 10 quarterbacks in, in, in the league. But he brings a certain mobile skill set. I don't think you can look at the Titans 1-5 and five record and think this is a pushover for the Packers because I, I don't believe in any shape, shape or form that it, that it is. So you're right. And, you know, they've got, I think, they're, they're third in passing offense in the league. Deshaun Watson uh, has almost 2,000 yards passing already. Yeah nearly 69% completion percentage 13 touchdowns so this is a, this is a tough game you know this is this is a Houston team that's been to the playoffs the last few years you know i know that the trading of deandre hopkins and all of those shenanigans didn't help them i don't know what bill o'brien was playing out there but you know this is a this is a team that it's going to be a difficult game and again it's a ga- it's a game where you want to get out on top you, you just don't want to keep them around if you can get a, get out on top almost put the game away by half time or in the third quarter is is kind of the the formula for me here they're 32nd in run defense so you would imagine that the packers wow. are going to have some success running running the football at them and that will be interesting to see early if the, if the packers run early and, and are able to get some success then yeah, because they could not get it going with Tampa Bay, that's for sure. No. Well, it's funny that they go from the Bucks, who are number one in rush defense, to the Texans, yeah. who are the yeah. worst team in run defense, one week to the next. Maybe the line will look good again, right? Maybe we'll open holes. The running inside behind Lindley and the two guards was the only place they were able to run last last Sunday with both Dylan and, and Jamal yeah. Williams. I just think Dylan's a load. And you know, I would love to see them giving giving him more op- more opportunities. And I know it's difficult. There's only so many balls to go around, as it as it, as it were. But you know, I th- I think it's probably time to start start integrating him more into the, into the game plan and seeing what we've got. My problem with him is he's just kind of one dimensional. He is. I, or, or, we we haven't seen, and I'm not saying he is, but you know, we we haven't seen, you know, whether it was in training camp or in games, you know, he's not the type of back that's going to, you know, pop out of the backfield for a pass, right? We yeah. we don't see his pass catching ability like like you can with Williams and and Jones. They're elite in that category, but uh, you know, maybe maybe the jury's still out on that. I don't know. Maybe he yeah, does yeah. have that that ability, but he he seems one dimensional and one dimensional in the NFL. I just don't know. It's an interesting one because he hardly caught a ball at Boston College, but then he was, right. he, wasn't, yeah. he wasn't thrown a ball at Boston College. Yeah. So he just plowed um, people over. Yeah. So at the combine before the before the draft, he was excellent in the in the um in the passing drills. Really, really good. Oh, really. Yeah. Huh. And it's only one set of drills. And, and right, right. But I suspect he's probably got a little more in the passing game than, than we know, but we won't know until he, until he plays. And I guess the biggest worry for me with, with AJ Dillon, and I say, I, I liked the pick 
if it had been in the third round. The biggest worry for me is how does he really fit in that offense? Yeah. Because, yeah. you know, as Todd's just described, you know, that Jones and Williams are multidimensional and Dylan's right now, at least the exact opposite to that. So he yeah. doesn't appear to be a fit for this kind of, this kind of offense, but I, I think the proof of the pudding is going to be in the eating and, and, you know, I'd like to see them integrate him a little bit more and, See, see what we've got. Yeah, in Lafleur's offensive scheme, it seems like if if you are a player that's going to have the ball in your hands, you have to be able to do multiple things. Yeah, and maybe they think he will. Maybe. I mean, the the, the Texans have a multi-dimensional back in David Johnson. He's yeah. pretty. You know, while he's not a grinder, he he's a he's he's a pass catcher too. And he showed that he's out of UNI where one of my former wrestlers went to play football. So he was there when David Johnson was there. They've got that guy in David Johnson. What about their receiver core though, Peter? Yeah. I mean, there's Randall, you know, Randall Cobb. Have, yeah, well, right. And no DeAndre Hopkins. So who are they throwing the ball to? Well, I, they're, they're pretty much mix, mixing it up. The, the three wide receivers, uh, Will Fuller, Brandon Cooks, Randall Cobb, uh, they've all got more than more than 20 receptions this year. Fuller's got four touchdowns. So, you know, they've got those three receivers that are pretty much on a par, I would say, with, with each other. And the two tight ends, whose names slip my mind at the moment, they've got they've caught 30-odd balls between them. So they pretty much spread the ball around. You know, you look at those guys and they've got, like I say, the three wide receivers with nearly 30 catches each. And, and the tight ends between them, 30-odd catches as you said, Johnson catches a few coming out of the backfield. So they, so they, so they spread it around quite a, quite a lot. That's um, a little scary, kind of. I mean, because, you know, we've got Jair Alexander, but we can't cover every we, – we struggle when they – when any team goes multiple options. I mean, like we saw last week. But it's also – we struggle to cover the tight end and we struggle to cover backs out of the backfield. In this day and age, you've got to be at least three, if not four or five deep at corner. And, and whilst people were upset – to a degree with the game that Josh Jackson played Sunday. There were some good things. There were some good things early. When that guy's your, he's your number four corner and he's the number four corner for a reason. Right. You know, so, so he's not going to come in and play at Jay's level or at Kevin King's level. Well, if yeah. he can play on the outside where it looks like they're going to keep him, I mean, that's really his strength. Yeah, so I mean, I'm trying to think of who he would match up with, with the Texans. It wouldn't be Cobb. I assume Cobb is in the slot more than yeah. Yeah. on the outside. That'll be so, Sullivan in the slot, right? Yeah. Right. So is yeah. it Kenny Stills that he would call? I'm, I'm trying to think. Or Brandon Cooks? Like I, 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 right, he's the four corner. What do you think yeah. about that? Cooks probably. And that's going to be, that's going to be a, you know, that's a tough matchup for, 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 for anybody. The, the thing that I guess surprised me last Sunday was that Jackson was seemed to be left one-on-one quite a lot and it surprised me considering they had you know they were rushing three at most on most you know on most plays is if you've dropped if you've dropped eight into coverage how on earth is your number four corner ending up man on man yeah where are the other guys right where's the help yeah and on that one was it the touchdown that he gave up all he had to do was turn or it was the penalty Penalty, yeah. That that brought him uh, all the way to the goal line. But man, all he had to do was turn his head. He had decent coverage. It's just technique and just turn his head around. He wouldn't have gotten called for that. Yeah, he really had good coverage on that play. Actually, that was kind he of was a shame. Him. Yeah. yeah, he was right there. He turns his head and, and right. That's not a penalty. And he the ball still hits him in the head. It just hits him in the side of the head, right. not the back of the head. Do you remember? Um, 
Tyrone Williams that played Absolutely. corner in the 90s. Mm-hmm. So, you know, he was there when Craig Newsom and Doug Evans were starting oh, the yeah. Super Bowl year. And then, and then Williams kind of took over from one of those guys. He was exactly the same. So, so he, he could cover Randy Moss, but never turned around for the football. Never right. played the ball. You know, he, he, could, he could almost cover anybody, but would get beat for huge plays because he never turned around for the football. You know, we have a new defensive backs coach in Jerry Gray. I don't pretend like I know what goes on in an NFL, you know, room for defensive backs or any position group. But you would think that that would be something that they would have to work on with Josh Jackson, right? Yeah, Let's play the football. Yeah, and I'm sure they are. I, I guess it's it's very difficult to turn habits around, isn't it, in a short in a short period of time. It's one thing to drill it into guys when you're sitting in the in a in a room yeah. or out on the practice field, but when we all revert to type, don't we? We all revert to what we're kind of used to, and it's it's a very difficult thing to thing to turn around. And sometimes those guys just need a break. You know, they need they need a ball to bounce into their hands or mm-hmm. whatever it might be. And, and I guess you know, to be fair to the Packers, they haven't had one of those this season. You know, they've only got the I think it's the three turnovers on on defense, but they haven't had one of those balls that's just bounced into their hands, no. similar to the second interception that, that Rogers threw on Sunday. They haven't had one of those. And, and it may just be that the defense just needs one of those plays to turn this thing around. Where do you think that comes in, Todd, on, on Sunday? Where, where is our one break? I mean, we, we have to force some turnovers, I think. And, no, and like, you know, like Peter said, there's, we haven't had that kind of shift in the game tempo where, you know, we, we come up with a big play. Somebody makes a big play or, or an interception or something. Where does it come from? Who, who do you think makes the play? Who steps up and makes a play in this game? I think it should be Zadarius Smith. I mean, he is your playmaker, right? I mean, Jair is right there too, but I mean, I think Zadarius Smith has just had a really quiet year. I don't really understand what's affecting his uh, ability not to make plays this year, but he's your playmaker. He should, he should be the guy that's that's leading the charge for that. He's the leader on the defense. Any thoughts to that, Peter? And who's, yeah, who's no. making a play this weekend? Uh, I would agree. And it appears to be, you know, unless unless Darius Smith or Jair Alexander make a play, then nobody makes a play is what it is what it kind of kind of looks like. You know, they've they've got to get a pass rush. I mean, it looks you know, the pass rush looked like it was socially distancing from Tom Brady. <laughs> <laughs> last Sunday. It was and clearly the guys that they've got up front, we talked about it a bit last week, they are what they are. You know, Kenny Clark coming back is is great. But, you know, if he has to send extra guys to get to the quarterback, then he's got to do that. And I, yeah. and I know that's difficult because they've got problems stopping the run, but you can't allow any quarterback in the NFL, whether he's the number one quarterback or the number 30 quarterback in the NFL, you can't allow them to sit back there and pick you apart. Yeah, we talked about it yesterday too. It was like they, Petten made no attempt at all to, to send a blitz in the Tampa Bay game at all, at, at, at least make an attempt. I mean, you're, you're down and nobody's making plays. You need to turn the game around. At least send Amos or, or Jair yeah. Alexander off the corner on a blitz. You can't allow a quarterback like Brady to do that. And Deshaun Watson is a mobile quarterback. So it's it's going to be – it's not he's not like going to be sitting back like Brady did in the pocket. I do think oh. that – and I agree with what you just said. I was that you actually sort of read my mind there. Against Brady, you knew what you're getting, right? That the man isn't going to run out of the pocket. You don't have to worry about being real consistent in your lanes and that kind of thing. And maybe in this game against Deshaun Watson, who is a far more mobile quarterback, maybe you run blitz, bring athletic guys like Amos, Raven Green. Yeah. Jair, guys that can run with Deshaun Watson rather than bringing a linebacker. Maybe we bring, you know, 
for lack of a better term, little guys who can, you know, run with him. I, I don't know. You got to put pressure on quarterbacks in the league. Like you just said, you can't let they, they're professional quarterbacks. You can't just let them stand back there and throw the football around because they're going to beat you. They're just, they're, they're going to Peter. What, what's your prediction? So Todd and I had like did our predictions way back. What do you think is going to happen? What, what's the score? Who's going to win that kind of thing? I think the Packers will bounce back with a, with a win this week. I, I think they'll run the ball on them early. Rogers will have, will be back to a pre Tampa Bay level. I think it's going to be a high scoring game, a reasonably high scoring game. I think the Packers are going to win this about 33-27, that kind of, by about, a, by about a score. Todd, any thoughts? I think they win this game too, but I, I think it's going to be one of those, like the typical Packer game where they, they just can't put them away kind of game. They're just, the Texans are going to linger around and keep it close. But I think in the end, they'll do enough to win. Any score prediction? I, I do think the Packers will bounce back into the 30s. Gosh, they, they do have the 32nd ranked defense in the run. I'm going to say 42-34. Wow. Okay. Hopefully that game doesn't go – well, it wouldn't go to overtime at 42-34, but that's a really high score. Yeah. I do think it's going to be a, a, just a shootout. I think the Packers are going to make adjustments. I think that they understand what they did and didn't do against the Buccaneers, and I think that they will score more points in this game too. I think the one thing that was super apparent from Sunday was all of a sudden the motion and all the pre-snap stuff that they were doing kind of went away. Yeah, And I think that even though uh, Irvin, I don't know what Irvin's health is going to look like for this week. Hopefully he's back. They have to put someone in motion and keep in doing the things that they did previous to the last week. I think they win too. I think they win 31-28. And that's a really interesting point that you bring up about the motion because where did it all go on Sunday? You know, and, and it can't be – there was a little bit of it. They tried Aaron Jones a little bit in motion, but yeah. it, can't, it can't be all predicated on one player. Right. You know, if, if, if Irving can't go, then they can't be in a position where the offense has to change that, that much. And it's Tyler Irving. I mean, yeah. it's, it's not like it's your, one, one of your main players. Yeah, if he's the only guy that can move. And, and, and just as an aside, he started his career at the Texans. Wow. So he, oh. he was a, he oh. was a fourth, fourth round draft pick of the, of the, of the Texans. Um, Interesting. But pretty much just returned punts for the, you know. Yeah. He was there a couple of years. I think, you know, he ran a three or four times and caught three or four balls, but sure. pretty much was their punt returner. All right, gentlemen. So let's wrap it up here. You're the official uh, Average Cheese consultant. Yes, we love having you around. I'm sending you a shirt. So, Oh, yeah, we, we still yeah. got shirts, right? Only if you fit in a medium, though. I'm <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Lock, lock, lockdown, lockdown has not been good for that. <laughs> All right, yeah. man, I've got to go to work. I appreciate you both. Have an awesome day. All right, guys. Thank you so much. See you soon. Go Pack Go. Go Pack Go.